Welcome and thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of the Power to Be Show. I am your producer and co-host behind the scenes, Alexis Hunter. I'm here with your host, Dr. Terrell Bird, and I have the pleasure of introducing today's guests, June and Kevin McCullough. Kevin, a barber of more than 20 years from Toronto, Canada, became a barber at a young age because he wanted to make money to help his mother. By the age of 22, he had destroyed his life in many states, Canada and Mexico. He did not know he had a business mind until years later after giving his life to Christ while in prison. June is a cosmetologist serving Palm Beach and the surrounding counties for over 12 years, originally from West Palm Beach. She didn't know she would be a stylist. She was thrusted into this position at a young age because she never liked the hairstyles she was given as a child. I can relate to that one. Growing up in a cycle of abuse, she ended up in the same cycle until she later heard the voice of God say, I love you. You see, unless you have felt that type of void, you can't begin to understand how powerful hearing those words truly are. Together, they both provide beauty and grooming services in a space of their home that they have turned into a salon. And they are the parents of three beautiful children. I am honored that they both agreed to come and share their journey of faith. Before I turn it over to our hosts, let me encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Facebook, and Instagram as Power To Be Show. Now here is your host, Dr. Terrell Bird. Thank you, Alexis. We are so happy to be here once again on the Power to Be show. I'm Dr. Bird, your host, and I am so delighted to have with us on our show today uh, Kevin and June. K and J, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it's good to have you with us. I'm delighted to have you with us. Welcome to the show. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. So, It's so important to me that when we have guests that I get to know them a little. I want to know a little bit about your background. And it's interesting because uh, when we have couples on, I always identify couples as like power couples, you know, they're, they're working together. And when I discovered that you two kind of work together, it really made me really think about what that must be like. So what I want to do, though, is I want to begin by talking about where you began. What is your faith story? What is your life story? And I don't know if you want to take turns, go first. And then I want to find out how you two met and then began to launch into a business together. Okay, so whoever wants to go first. (laughs) So, um, well, my life, it was, I had a crazy upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a lot. I grew up 
downtown West Palm Beach. So you're you're a native. Uh, you're what, what we call a homie. You're a yeah, homie. Yeah, I'm okay. a homie. <laughs> yeah, born okay. right at St. Mary's. Okay. Um, and then we eventually, because of family situations and HRS, that's so old. I don't know if anybody remembers HRS that. being. The Child Protective Services. Okay. Yeah. So we ended up fleeing to Georgia. Okay. And I went there, had a horrible childhood there, got into a lot of things. And, um, you know, I, I was taken to church as a child, mm-hmm. but I saw a lot of, I would say, tradition versus a relationship with Christ. Mm, so gotcha. a lot of what I was seeing in church, it wasn't implemented at home okay and so i never um got to see what it was like to really walk with christ wow. you know yeah i i, I kind of i get that because i think sometimes uh people in church or what i call church church folk you know church churchy folk they compartmentalize the church as if it's somewhat separate from mm-hmm. real life and it sounds mm-hmm. like what you're saying is you kind of grew up in that kind of a world yes yeah. i did and so i heard a lot but then when i went home i saw different things and so it was a big turn off and so as i got older i basically did everything they told me not to do mm-hmm. which led down a path of physical abuse um, verbal abuse from different men. And um, one day I remember just looking at my, I walked past my mirror. I had moved back to Palm Beach mm-hmm. um, because of an abusive relationship where I almost lost my life. And I remember walking past my mirror one day in the bedroom and I saw a figure that did not look like me. Mm. And it was so scary and I began to call on this God that I did not know. Mm. And um, it was a progressive uh, journey. Mm-hmm. You know, I I prayed and I believe God heard me at this point mm-hmm. because things just started shedding away. And I remember in 2009, in the beginning of the year, I went to a church in Palm, West Palm Beach mm-hmm. and, and <laughs> I felt like I was singled out. Like, like the man of God did altar call. And he said, <laughs> he said, um, don't worry about how you're going to pay the bills. And don't worry about when you mm. tell him that you mm-hmm. gave your life to Christ, what he's going to think. And I'm like, what? No, so he is talking to me. <laughs> so like, you were I, convicted. That, right I was there. super convicted. Uh-huh. Didn't know the word at that time. Mm-hmm. But went <laughs> to the altar, gave my life to the Lord. And he just began to strip things away like crazy. Mm. And so I had this burning desire to live holy. And I just I just made up in my mind that I did not want to be anywhere that led me to that path that I was on. Mm-hmm. And so... So the stripping away, you're you're saying stripping away of all those desires, those desires that were yes. were lust. ungodly. Oh yes, yeah. yes, going out, lust, uh, mm. smoking weed, a lot of things, selling mm. drugs, just mm. so much mm. that God. Drugs. <laughs> 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 he 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 stripped me, and um, yeah. I just had this. I remember reading the word of God and getting this revelation of Matthew 6, 33. Mm. And I ran 
Like I had never heard God's voice before like mm. I did with that scripture. Mm. And I ran with it and I lost everything. Um, God said, you didn't lose it. You just gave the enemy back what that's he gave right. you yeah. and you made room for what I have for you. Yeah, that's a wonderful that's verse, right. that whole passage <laughs> of the sixth chapter. You know, the, that in that chapter, he says, if, if God watches over the sparrows, yes. surely he'll watch over his children yeah. as well. Wow. I, I want to hear some more about that, but I want to kind of pick, I want to bring you into this a little sure. bit because it seems like her journey was one that was very impactful to her spiritual life and her her well-being. How did you, what was your path like? Was it similar? Well, you know, Dr. Bird, I've been a perfect person all my life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, welcome to the Jesus Club. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine was uh, pretty similar. I was okay. raised in Lake Worth, Florida, okay. um, around a lot of drug, okay. drug neighborhood, drug-infested neighborhood, and as a young man, you're looking to see what you can model. And so in my house, my mother was a Christian. My father was not. And um, she worked very hard. It was a struggle in the house. Um, my father, to be transparent, he gambled. She made the money. He gambled the money. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, okay. there was a problem there. Yeah, yeah. So we were we were pretty, it was, a, it was a wrestle, but she wanted to do her best to make sure we looked good and mm. had enough and went to school properly. And so we would walk to school and we would see the drug dealers and they were, they were looking good. Yeah, nice yeah. cars, all pretty that bling, women, yeah. all the bling, yeah. you know, and they would pull out big wads of money and say, here, Jit, you know, give you some money and stuff. And so the enemy understood what he was doing because he was planting seed. Mm. I didn't understand what was going on at the time because I didn't know, you know, I didn't even want to go to church, you mm -hmm. know. Now, how old were you about that time? About this time, I was in middle school, Okay, you know, okay. middle school, A sixth grade, yeah, okay. you know, even younger than that. Wow. And, um, and then, uh, so I started meeting these people, seeing this kind of stuff, but I did not, at that time, I was not interested in it. As I got older, I began to understand I was an entrepreneur at about the age of 12. Mm. Um, I used to work on bicycles for people. I used to cut hair because I couldn't afford to have the nice stuff other kids had. And I wanted, I didn't want to put the pressure on my mother. So I said, okay, well, I'll find a way to do it. So I started learning how to cut hair mm -hmm. and ended up buying groceries and all kinds of stuff in the house. So, okay. you know, but. Once I understood I was an entrepreneur, I had money. When you have money and you look a little bit better, mm -hmm. you attract different kind of people. So them same guys started paying attention to me, and um, they introduced me to that life. Okay, so wait now, I want to get this. So you're you're uh, watching these people, these hustlers, these guys on the street dealing mm -hmm. with drugs, but you have uh, a gift, right? You're you're cutting hair. And you're also helping them because you you're the barber for these people that are on the. No, no, no! I wasn't. I wasn't cutting their. You hair. You weren't cutting their no, hair. Okay. No. I was just. I was just. And fixing their bikes. <laughs> they, they, they had some big bikes, but I, I was just more. Um, I was more fascinated uh, by their gotcha, life, gotcha. but I was kind of scared to be around them. Okay. But because I was told not to. But I was fascinated because I was looking at this, Dr. Bird. I was looking at the fact that I'm looking at the Christians I saw at that time had a impoverished mindset. Mm. 
And then I'm looking at these people in the streets and they're looking like they're flourishing. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have the scriptures in my heart to discern what (laughs) was going on. So, you know, I was like, well, I want to be like that. I don't want to wait till I get to heaven Mm -hmm. to to be wealthy, to Mm -hmm. have money. You Mm -hmm. know, I want to live a certain way. And so when the opportunity was offered to me, um, finally, I kind of caved in. But I... I wasn't one of those people that sold drugs on a corner um, because I have a Jamaican background. I had certain connections and I ended up selling drugs to the drug dealers. Okay. And um, it ended up taking me on a, a roller coaster that I, I, you can't really stop it once you start. I just wanted $10,000. I, when I get 10,000, I promise I'm going to stop. Mm. And um, that turned that, into yeah. more and more and greed just took over. Yeah. And um yeah, that's that took me So you you had a global operation going when you're saying that outside of the US, right? Yeah. Um I used to fly into California, going to Tijuana, Mexico. I was in Canada and um Kentucky, Atlanta, places like that. Yeah. Are you from you're from Canada or is that where I'm you were from born? Canada, yeah? correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. But grew up in Lake Worth, but you were yes. okay. Yeah. So here is this guy, young guy. You're at about what age now? You're I'm 42. Well, not well. I don't not now, but when you were in oh then doing your doing your 19 your early business, your yeah, early 19. entrepreneurial yeah oh early early yeah <laughs> well you were doing early entrepreneurial work when you were 11 a, 11 yeah. you were you said you were cutting hair or you yeah. were fixing bikes yes. In the backyard. Uh-huh. But, and then that entrepreneurial went into the drug yes. business, right? Yes. So that too is an entrepreneur. You can take some skill, brother, to be able yeah. to manage that kind of thing. Yeah, It does. And um, now I minister to people mm-hmm. that's living that life. And I tell them, you know, you're an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You just have the wrong product. There you go. You know? Yeah. And um, it's pretty, it's pretty hard for a person to, step away from making that kind of money mm-hmm. to transition into the marketplace mm-hmm. and pretty much grow a business okay. you know, when you're sure. getting it instantaneously. Sure. sure. So let me, let me do some real talk now in mm-hmm. terms of where that led you. What lessons did you learn from that experience? And I want to, I really want to talk to both of you about this because I know the path that you ended up on was a path that, there was where the light bulb came on, perhaps uh, involuntarily, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, so talk a little bit about that. Well, for me, um, um, I got to this place where um, I had I had a lot of a lot, I was making a lot of money, um, but I had no peace. Mm. Um, to be honest, I had people trying to kill me. I had uh, you know. I was not a thug. I was just a business person. Mm. I, I could never say boast that I was a, a person that wanted to hurt people and all mm. that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it got to this place where it was bad. I was smoking a lot of weed to try to calm myself. and I had no peace. Mm. But I used to go to church with my mom every once in a while. She kept praying for me, kept asking me to go to church. And so I'd go to church with her. And um, so I called on the mother, the God of my mother. All right. All right. All right. Go to I mama's called, God. Yeah. I, one day I was like, I had a house in the acreage. I was just, and I was looking at everything and I just was so unhappy, just so unhappy. 
And I prayed and I said, God, I was smoking a joint. I was smoking some <laughs> weed as I was praying. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to know how it feels to live on the other side. That was my prayer. Wow. No deep stuff. Wow. Didn't have no scripture to back okay. it. Okay. I w- my, it was from my heart, though. I was genuine. Mm-hmm. I wasn't in trouble. Usually I prayed when, when I was in trouble. <laughs> Help, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just, I didn't have peace and I wanted peace. Mm. I didn't care. The money didn't make sense. I just mm-hmm. wanted peace. Wow. And so I cried out to him and I had an open vision. But the open vision was not pretty. Mm. <laughs> and everything went from color to black and white. And I don't know how I understood what that meant, but I was like, no, I don't want that. And um, maybe two weeks later, there it was a, everything crashed. Um, I had FBI, all kind of people looking for me. I was on the run and God was stripping me. Mm. He was, he was stripping me. Um, He, 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 there was a call on my life already. I didn't know that, but Mm. Um, you know, he, he had to destroy, um, me. Wow. (laughs) Um, yeah, the, the apostle Paul, you know, the Bible talks about, um, when he was on the Damascus road that, uh, he had to go down before he could go up. Mm -hmm. And I think it sounds like that's what you're, that happened to you as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. That experience led you into what incarcerated and so at the time, um, um, I was trained to have lawyers already paid, bondsmen already paid. So I had two lawyers on payroll, and they told me they can't help me. Hmm. So I went on the run. I left some people in charge of some stuff. I went on the run, and I ended up in Atlanta. Started a real estate business in Atlanta, um, but I ended up on Crime Stoppers. And I was living with my cu- my cousin, and his wife was like, no, you, you got to get out of this house. And so I was like, okay, where am I going to go? So I went back to Canada. I went to Toronto. And I was like, oh, I crossed the border. I'm safe now. They can't touch me. I'm good. Didn't understand that there was a, a treaty with America, and, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah, they have jurisdiction. They're they can, friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They could go over there and yeah. do what they want. Yeah. And so I'm over there, and... um there's a lot of stuff happened over there. I don't think we have the time, but I got introduced to fraud and I have a cousin over there that was doing fraud on a very high level. And he laughed at me when I told him the numbers I was making selling drugs. And he was like, you guys are crazy. You Americans are crazy. And uh, I seen him make like $70,000 in like 30 minutes. You know what I'm saying? I was like, what? And so my mind started calculating and you know how entrepreneur model Mm. goes. Yeah. And I thought I was going to do that. And the Lord was like, no. And so um, I got caught. I got pulled over for a regular traffic stop. And um, I had bought a brand new SUV. I don't know. how I had a tow truck company in America. And one of my cars, business cars were in there. But to this day, I don't know how it got in there because it was a brand new vehicle. <laughs> and it was in there. They, they asked if they could search the car. They found it. They seen the name on it. But I gave them a different name. I had a different alias and they connected the two. I was on, uh, I think it's called Interpol or one of those mm. searches. And um, I went to jail. And Dr. Bird, as soon as that that uh, that prison, that jail door shut, I called on that Jesus. <laughs> I called, I called yeah, on Jesus. That, that's one way to, yeah. That, yeah. that gets your attention. Yeah, yeah. That, that really does, yeah. But honestly, I, I thought to myself, how did my life get this far mm. gone? How did, because 
what Satan does, the Bible says that he he blinds, mm-hmm. he 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 blinds the minds of the unbeliever. Mm-hmm. And I was at this place where it was a smoke screen. I was just living in 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 smoke. I didn't even know. I was just getting tossed to and fro. I'm just whatever way the money goes, I'm chasing it. Wow. And and I was like, how did my life get like this? You know. And I had a chance to really think about life, about purpose, how many lives I've damaged, how mm. much how much stuff, how many people looked up to me and followed after me and tried to mm. duplicate me, how many people I trained. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Wow. And, um, and I repented. And people came in and they were talking to me about the word. Um, they would come into the jails and talk. And I was just eating it up. Mm. Um, I did five years in, in, in prison. And for five years, I didn't watch TV. I studied the word of God, played chess and work out. That was it. That was it. Yeah. I studied the Bible. That was my college. Wow. And um, and I, I learned I got filled with the Holy Spirit in prison. Wow. I pray once I learned about it, read the book of Acts, I said, I want that. Yeah. I said, I'm not gonna eat until you give me that. <laughs> All right. And on the third day he filled me and um and I began to get a new mind. Okay. You understand? Yeah, me? yeah. Strategy. You were being renewed, transformation. That's yeah. what that's about. Wow, that's Thank you for sharing, and I know that there is someone that's listening or watching that's that's being uh, helped and inspired by your story, so thank you. Let me kind of shift just a little bit because uh, you went through a lot. You went through a lot. How did you two meet? <laughs> um, we actually met the same year I gave my life to the Lord. Oh, okay. And I was mad about it. <laughs> Okay, break that down. (laughs) Because I, in my mind, somehow, (laughs) I remember writing that I'm just spending five years, me and Jesus, you know, because everybody around me was talking about marriage, and I'm like, why are they so ready to get married? All the young saved people. (laughs) I'm like, why that's all they talk about? So I met him, but it's interesting because the person that I was living with and you know had in my place that I shouldn't have had there before I gave my life to Christ I remember telling him you should go to school to get your um, license to be a barber and he was like what (laughs) never seen him cut hair I don't know where that came from (laughs) but anyway I um I have an older son and I remember saying, Lord, like, where am I going to take him to get his hair cut? I don't want to go back to where I used to go. Mm-hmm. So I had been taking my son to his shop, Fat Faze <laughs> Barbershop. Okay. And I didn't want to go there because the, the person that Jesus broke me up with used to go there. And so I was like, I don't want to go see him. <laughs> so anyway, one day the Lord said to me, go. I'm like, go, go there. So I just went, I talked to a sister in Christ. I was like, listen, we going to this barbershop to get our kids haircut. Anyway, I meet him while we're in the waiting room. He's in there sweeping. And I think one of the guys asked me, girl, are you still saved or going to church or something? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, you know, real slick. Ain't no other way. So he heard us talking and he, I think he asked me who did my hair or something. And I told him that my cousin did it, but I do um, the same thing I had. And so he was like, oh, I need to get my mom's hair done. So I told him, when you put my number in your phone, you better put hair. 
Cause God don't play about me, and He was like, "I don't remember this." <laughs> you know? Wow! <laughs> so you don't remember? I took all day to braid your mom's hair, and she talked about me. That girl can never do my hair again. She took her all day. <laughs> so anyway, I told him he better put hair. He's like, "Oh, who is your God?" And I said, "Jesus." Okay. So. I find out later that he goes and prays or whatever. So we end up talking and it was crazy and different from any other male I had spoken to, mm. even from church. Okay. Um, he wasn't looking at me. We, the experiences we were sharing that day about when we first received the Holy spirit and mm -hmm. how it happened and just, it, it was mind-blowing, but I still didn't know he was my husband. Mm -hmm. We were just friends. Um, we exchanged numbers because he did offer to help me as I was studying the Bible to, you know, if I needed mm -hmm. to ask mm -hmm. him any questions. And so that's how it was. We were friends. Um, and and I, I knew when God told me to share my testimony with him. Mm. And so I'm like, why him? Why, why does he have to know my business? <laughs> okay. And so I remember the day we were on the phone and I was sharing with him, you know, about the rape and the physical abuse and just the abuse from stepfathers. And and I, I tried to conceal some of it. Mm. And the Lord whispered all of it. And at that point, I was crying and just telling it all. So you were so transparent. Yes. Uh, and so, and he was receiving what you were saying. How, how was that? How were you receiving that? He cried. I did. It, it, it was a lot. Um, she had been through a lot, but the crazy thing is um, the lifestyle I live, I was very promiscuous up with a lot of women and I was, I was repenting. I was trying to remember everybody's name. And, and pray for them and, and ask God to break any soul ties. But I also pray that I want to be able to help someone, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And so when I heard that, it, it touched me because mm -hmm. I was like, wow, you know, um, the things she, she went through, I was like, you know, I was already in a sense, discipling her. Mm. Um, she very, very, very on fire for the things of God. Like mm -hmm. I didn't, cause I met other women from the time I got out that said they were Christians, but mm. they were on some other stuff. <laughs> like yeah, they were not yeah. trying to do Christian like things. But she she pulled your heartstrings. She did. Her, she, her testimony and what she had been through. Yes, wow. yes. And um, and I was I was like, okay, like I connected with that. You mm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Her her love for the Lord is what what I mean. She used to wear these big dresses i, I didn't <laughs> maxi dresses i didn't what, even what, know how what are they called maxi dresses yeah just a long dress oh okay i didn't and even i know. wasn't trying to look away i just like dresses i still do <laughs> <laughs> i thought she was a little toothpick i didn't know she was kind of you know <laughs> so so one day you know after we we find out that that god is connecting us and she wears some jeans i'm like wait a minute <laughs> all right god <laughs> oh, oh, oh boy revelation <laughs> okay so so the attraction uh was natural but it began 
through you all connecting on a spiritual level, it sounds like. Yes. And maybe, I don't know, maybe because you both were dealing with some brokenness that there was even maybe a stronger uh, appeal toward one another because you could relate to some degree yes, with, with with brokenness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So so you were attracted to her, you were attracted to him or no? Mm-mm. No. Well, I mean, I just wasn't. He's giving you a look right now like you were. No, I, I would say that we no, didn't we have weren't. that kind of attraction. Okay, first, okay, um, okay. Yeah, yeah, at first we were just, it was, it sounds so crazy and, and super spiritual, but at first I didn't even realize um, how handsome he was. The The sister that brought me to the barbershop, mm-hmm. I remember I'm telling her, I'm like, you got to hear his testimony. Mm-hmm. And she's like, um, girl, he is fine. Like, look at his eyes. And I'm like, why are you looking? What? I said, listen to him. So I didn't. I didn't okay. at first. And I remember when I did look at him and I was like, wow, his lashes are beautiful in his she, arms. She was on me. <laughs> <laughs> look, but... Okay. um. It was amazing, like when God did reveal it, because He owned a barbershop. Yeah, and it hit me one year that you asked this non-purpose mate mm-hmm. to go and be a barber. Like I was really thinking of us working together, me doing hair, mm-hmm. and this person cutting hair, and didn't know that it was all in God's plan. Wow, it was wow. so unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. like you were, you were already <laughs> speaking it. Yeah, but then no. And then no, yeah, wow. So you all were able to come together and you, uh, obviously, uh, it turned into a a life partner. Yes. Yeah. So what's intriguing to me is that the entrepreneurial side of it is that you both are involved in doing some things that you're gifted at doing. So you're cutting hair, is that correct? Mm -hmm. You're doing, you're styling here. And so what got you involved in the styling? I know he was doing barbering for a long time. Well, I've I've been doing hair for a long time. Um, Like I said, my family was just everywhere. And so our parents were never really home. So what happened is my cousins, I used to uh, sit with them. Mm -hmm. And I got tired of seeing their hair sticking on top of their heads. So they were my first um, little clients, my okay. cousins, okay. and I began to do their hair and I fell in love with it. But the crazy part about it is because I had a poverty mindset, I never seen anybody in my family start a legal business. And so I never did anything with hair. Mm-hmm. I just did everybody's hair for free. My friends, as I grew older, mm-hmm. um, I did hair free in middle school, high school, all of that. Um, it wasn't until I met Kevin and he was like, I, I was doing hair in the house. I had started getting paid for it and I was doing hair in my house. And he said, what, what do you want to do? It's like God used Kevin as a key to unlock some things. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, you know, I didn't graduate. Like I want to, I want to get my diploma. I was so smart in school, but fighting mm. um, caused me to get kicked out. And so 
he was very smart. He's still very smart. And he helped me study for my um, high school diploma test. Mm -hmm. And I was so scared and intimidated because I felt dumb mm -hmm. because I hadn't done it. And then after, after I passed the test mm -hmm. with one try, he said to me, are you going to just do hair out of the house? Like forever, like what's what 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 does it look like for mm. five years? And certain questions he would ask me opened my mind up to some things. Mm. And I'm like, wow, I never thought about it. I should have brought the tissue. I should have brought it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, just that me helped. meeting yeah. him, yeah, it showed me how limited my thinking was. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. um. And so that, that's that's awesome because flourishing is and the way to flourish. And because there are a lot of ways that you can not flourish, but you can flourish in ways that are not productive yes. to being made whole. Mm -hmm. And what it sounds like is you had someone pouring into your life to say you can flourish and you can do it in a right way. And so you studied and you got your cosmetology yep. license Went to certification. Okay. Was the top student. Wow. Finished school early. And my teacher, she said, Where are you gonna work? I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. And I said, I have a shop. And they were like, What? And so we had gotten married by then. Mm -hmm. We got married right before I started cosmetology school. Okay. And so I said, oh, I have a shop already. And they were like, how? Wh how? You don't even have a license. Well, my husband has had a shop since he was 19 years old, and I'm just going to go work. And so for the longest, people always used to bother us like, ew, how do you guys work together and go home together? Yeah. And like, y'all do everything together. That's not aggravating. And it's not. Right, right. It's not. It's yeah. been what thirteen, almost thirteen years yeah. in December. So it's that so, yeah. So so you have you've converted your home into a shop or what is that? How is that working? What yeah, I did. Um, so I had been at this location for twenty years, and then one day they just decided we're selling the plaza, and they didn't renew our contract. So I was like, okay. But my wife, we decided to homeschool our children. And so the Lord showed me, like, you know, she's not interacting with people. She's a people person. Mm -hmm. And I want you to build something for her to be able to do here and interact with people. So I woke up. I also do construction. I, I build stuff. I remodel. I do all kinds of stuff. So I built something for her. And... um not knowing it was also going to be for me. <laughs> so I was obedient. What he told me, I built it. And three months later, I I got put out the place of business. So I just was able to transfer everything wow. to our house. He and, didn't get uh, put out. He could have got another building. He decided to close that chapter. You didn't yeah, get put out. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> you were ready yeah. for that next step. I was already praying for closure um, because inside of me, I was like, there's, there's more like what's, what's next for me to do. Mm -hmm. And so um, that gave me COVID was awesome. I, I, you know, not saying for the yeah, people. I, that, I was going to, I was going to kind of get into that. Okay. How did the, the COVID season of impact both of you all things kind of shut down and how yeah. did that impact you all? It didn't, it didn't affect us at all. Okay. Um, it just gave us time to get quiet mm -hmm. and, and for God to give us new vision. 
Mm. You know, and so we just sat down, we prayed about things, and we just enjoyed a season of reset. Mm, okay. <laughs> you know, it's a unfortunate. Lot was produced in COVID during COVID yeah. too, because I started a business from a hobby. He started a construction business, and what business did you start from a hobby? I um a company called Nidre Naturals. I made um a a product for my my children's scalp. Because they they were having to take steroids because they kept getting stuff on their scalp. And so um, he told me one day, he was like, why don't you make something? And so I, I started. It's a conditioner up. or what? what no, is it? it's a butter. It's a it's hair a, butter. Okay. So I made a hair butter, a body butter, and then I added a sugar scrub. So we have three products that um, we've been using on our kids. They have not taken steroids since tremendous hair growth just from all natural products um, oh wow well, well you, it's patent right you got that we got it's all, all everything right. okay. on the I website don't want to tell you stuff. Mm -hmm. oh patent <laughs> oh well yeah. no copyright yeah mm -hmm. no okay, well, okay copyright yeah a lot yeah. of people make butter stuff well, yeah i know but okay i don't know, I don't know <laughs> if anybody <laughs> but i'll look into that yeah, copy, yeah protect your uh, your 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 intellectual knowledge is yeah. so important that you protect that because mm -hmm. uh, people sometimes want to take what other people have created. So, Amen. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm just just delighted. I could talk to you all all day, and uh, I, I do want to ask you that if you had to advise somebody, um, tell me maybe one or maybe two things, two or three things, three things that you would give as this is what. I would give as advice to you if you were interested in starting your own business, what would it be? Okay. Um, first would have to be spiritual. Okay. Matthew six thirty three and Proverbs 3, 5 through 7. Mm -hmm. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Mm -hmm. A lot of times what we see for ourselves is not God's best for us. Mm. And so we we chase what we see other people doing mm -hmm. and God wants to do a new thing through mm -hmm. us. And so you definitely have to lean not to your own understanding. So spiritual direction. Yes. Okay. Um, the second thing is whatever you have in you to do confidence, confidence, confidence attracts people. Mm -hmm. You have to just know that, you know, you're it, you're mm -hmm. the man for mm -hmm. the job. Mm -hmm. You just have to believe in that. Yeah. And then the third thing would be is diligence. Mm -hmm. Continue. Stay with it. Yeah. Stay with it. Mm -hmm. Dig in when it gets hard. Dig in deeper. Just mm -hmm. keep pursuing it. Keep every day. Just do something. Mm. When you don't know where to start, start there. Mm. Just do something mm -hmm. every day. And then you'll see the manifestation of what you are believing for. It'll, it'll, it'll come to pass. Wow. That's great. That's great. Would you want to add anything to that, June? Well, he's the business person, so all of what he said, he is talking to me. But I will say one thing. Um, don't let fear cripple you because that was my issue for years. Mm -hmm. Fear, um, because fear of being the first mm -hmm. in your family. Mm -hmm. Fear of, like, nobody around me has ever done this. Like, you just have to do it, mm -hmm. you know, and, and whatever comes with it. Just ride with Jesus. Yeah, yeah. You know? I love it. I love it. Oh, 
what a treat. Is it okay if I have a word of prayer with you all? It's oh, just, uh, yes. I just feel led to just pray today. Let's pray. Eternal God, our Father, I am, I am so grateful that you have brought these uh, to this, this couple into uh, this space at this time. I thank you for their testimonies. I thank you, O oh God, for their journey and how that even though there have been some trials, there have been some challenges, you have never forsaken them. You've always been with them. And we thank you, O oh God, because you've been shaping them. You've been molding them. And we are so glad that you are the potter of our lives. And though we are the clay, sometimes it's difficult. But even in the midst of that, you are producing a great product. I thank you, O oh God, for what you have done in their life. I thank you for the lives they've touched. I pray, O oh God, that you will continue to extend and expand their borders of prosperity, that they will continue to flourish. I thank you for the life that they are living now and that you, O oh God, are being glorified through them. Bless them, O oh God, as they go forward. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Kevin and June, uh, uh, one of our members of our church designs these tumblers, and uh, it's called Mahogany Design, the company that she is doing uh, this from. But uh, I love it because it has our logo on these tumblers, so that every time people drink from the, from the tumblers, they can think about the Power to Be show. And so I want to present this to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I want to nice. say, yes, thank you so much for being a guest on our show. Audience, I want you to know that what you've heard today is a living testimony of how lives can flourish through the transforming power of our Lord Jesus Christ. So thank you for being with us today. Go inspire somebody with the power to be. God bless you. like to thank this episode sponsor living word christian community located at 2390 south military trail west palm beach florida 33415 where dr terrell bird is the lead pastor the worship service begins at 10 30 a.m in person on facebook and instagram live